Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, a wonderful show, but this episode I already regret doing. I am Chrissy McQueen, Justin Winters, I love you, but man, you are like, what, two, three shock tops in at this point? I'm not drinking fucking shock top. This is Sierra Nevada. It's sidecar. Sidecar. Close enough. Are you beer shaming me? I might be. This is good beer. There's been a lot of burping happening. 5.8% alcohol by volume, guys. Ooh, touch you. You are touching me I, on ooh. my my bicep. I, he he like shrugged me off too. I was touching his bicep, and he's like, "Get off, lady! I don't know you. Shoot." Well, I'm excited. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm ready to go. Well, I'm excited for a different reason. I, I when I said I was like, I regret this already, mainly because I regret us. But do you know who I don't regret? Who? <laughs> he couldn't get over the fact that I said I regret him. Uh, I do not regret having our friends from Netflix and Swill on the podcast today. Yet. What? Yet. What up, Dan and Caleb? Hi, 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 Shock Top. Hi, Screaming, Crying Girl in the Blink-182 music video. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello there, children. Claim to fame, everyone. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you for putting up uh, with us. Y- yeah. The the amount of times I've squeezed like the space like on the bridge of my nose is uh, astounding. <laughs> What are you, the dude from Days of Confused? Wow. I've never seen that movie. Oh. Wait, what? Dan, Dan, yeah, Dan so, just went even I so Chrissy, for the first time like earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. so Chrissy, you and I are like kindred spirits in that I've never seen anything. That yeah, me and Dan exciting. are actually going to start another podcast so called So I Gay Married a Regular Normal Person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to show movies that people should have seen. Wait, oh who's God, the great. regular normal person? That's Caleb, me. clearly. Okay, there you go. Say, like, that makes sense. Yeah, because if he's the one, if Dan's the one who hasn't seen anything, well, Justin, you've talked to me. <laughs> you you should know the answer to that question. <laughs> well, I was just making sure. Chrissy's never talked to you. She doesn't know. But it's, I already learned just from what he said. He said, "Hey, I've never seen anything." So uh, Dan and Caleb are from. That's our- not what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> this is how women imitate you guys. All More douchebaggy. <laughs> More hand movements. Give me time. I will. I, I will like hold what you're my doing, imitation. <laughs> so uh, I was about to say. So Dan and Caleb from Netflix and Swirl are pod podfix bros. Podfix in the house. No, I was about. I was about to say Chrissy hasn't listened to your show. We were establishing that before because Chrissy doesn't listen don't to our her. show. It's, she doesn't it's listen okay. to other Nobody podcasts. Else oh, yeah, it's nothing personal. I just don't listen to anything. So I was going to explain that. To Moana. Obviously, these guys, you know, watch and talk about Netflix movies and TV shows and drink shitty drinks, beer. Sometimes Caleb adds uh, ice cream to his beer as well. So that's weird. That literally one time that happened. <laughs> it was gross. What kind of ice cream was it, and what kind of beer? Um, it was the cheapest, crappy chocolate ice cream in Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe there, there's an like- epic film guys promo that uh, Justin says that exact recipe for a stout. So Caleb attempted to make a stout using. <laughs> oh my god! 
I was hoping you would redeem bad. yourself I, and be I got like, real yeah, sick. you know, orange sherbet and you know, oh, I don't know, some orange wheat beer, and then like that yeah. would make sense to me. I'm gonna make you. No, I I drink that. I got pretty ill after I consumed that. <laughs> oh shit! So so let me let me explain how this happened. So before Netflix and Swill were part of Podfix, before we were Podfix Bros, um, Dan contributed to the Podfix Patreon page. Correct, Dan? Yeah, that's right. And uh, one of the benefits, what do they call when you... the you, You're a you, patron. Rewards? Yeah, rewards. One of the rewards when you, when you donate <laughs> is you get to listen live to the Podfix uh, podcast of your choice. And Dan chose us. And <laughs> I instantly, I am Dan, and said, stop. Stop uh, following me. Stop stalking me. What is your problem? <laughs> He's like, I just want to listen to you live, man, and just really make fun of you the whole time. And I'm like, that's really it. That's all I want. Your wishes are command. <laughs> I was like, clearly. just come on the podcast with with, with, with with your bro, Caleb, and we'll do it that way because I don't know how to work that live streaming crap anyway and right now so. he's just like all i want is my money back like <laughs> this is not worth it no but then he became part of Podfix, right and i was like that reward doesn't even count anymore so you can just screw off but then i had to change of heart and i'm like okay you can be on our podcast <laughs> that's, <laughs> nice, that's literally the opposite of how everything happened i have the dms thread up here, here right now <laughs> <laughs> i'd love and to hear you your are, side you're a it, compassionate it, man <laughs> in fact the first message from the dm thread is winters love me <laughs> no I, I no I, I love you guys and so i don't know how we came about these two movies dan but i think it came from the fact that donnie darko is always requested to us by one person uh on twitter is it, is uh, it, dylan, is miles. It dylan miles yep uh, yeah. and because dan fucking hates it <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> Spoilers for anybody who hasn't listened to Epic Film Guys episode 81. <laughs> and uh, the second movie, I was just like, hey, that movie kind of reminds me of uh, Donnie Darko. So our two movies are Donnie Darko and Fly the Navigator. So there you go. That's how we came about it. Uh, so let's get to the first movie because Caleb already spoiled what Dan thinks about it. It is from 2001, Donnie Darko. It was as though this plan had been with him all his life, pondered through the seasons now in his 15th year, crystallized with the pain of puberty. So, why'd you move here? My mom had to get a restraining order against my stepdad. He has emotional problems. Oh, I have those too. What kind of emotional problems does your dad have? I met a new friend. Real or imaginary? You're tough, Tony. Imaginary. I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by these instruments of fear. I haven't seen stuff. Donnie is experiencing what is commonly called a daylight hallucination. I have to obey him. He saved my life. Have you ever seen a portal? Has he ever told you about his friend Frank, the giant bunny rabbit? The what? Every living thing follows along set path. And if you could see your path or channel, then you could see into the future, right? I'm not going to be able to continue this conversation. 
what is going to happen? I only have a few days left before they catch me. just gonna stop you should already know that so before before we get to why dan hates this movie chrissy this is the first time obviously chrissy has seen donnie darko Mm -hmm. you just finished it watching later today what what do you think of it (laughs) i have mixed emotions on this movie mixed emotions emotions. go 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 on (laughs) go ahead uh so I think that it was a well-made movie and an interesting movie and definitely an acquired taste, kind of like Mulholland Drive. You know, so many questions, so many things that were either, I I don't even want to call them challenging because sometimes they were just baffling. It's like, what? What? Okay. 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 That I need repeat viewings, maybe an Encyclopedia Britannica on the side, and then I might feel better about it. Don't mistake me, though. It doesn't mean that I don't like it. I actually liked the fact that I wanted to kind of pursue the plot further and find out what the heck was happening. <laughs> but um, so I, I'm I don't know I I'm I'm in the I'm in the weeds on this one. Uh, so so the logline on this from IMDb is a troubled teenager is plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes after he narrowly escapes a bizarre accident. I will say this: I enjoyed this a lot more than Mulholland Drive. What? I've seen Mulholland Drive several times, and oh. I still, still, even after repeat viewings, I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Shenanigans. I'll call shenanigans on that one. Mulholland Drive is much better than this movie. Is it? Uh, I mean, let's go. Let's go to wait. We know what Dan thinks. What is <laughs> Caleb? What are your What are your overall thoughts on uh, Donnie Darko? So, so just a hot take. Um, this movie's fine. Like it's okay. It's um. Like obviously, this movie is, has like a huge cult following, which I would say it's earned. But like, it's exactly that—a cult movie. Like this movie isn't a movie that's going to have mass appeal. Like it's an okay premise; it's executed decently, but it's nothing like ground shattering, and it's not. But it thinks it's ground shattering. Yeah, like it's not as complex as people think it is. Like it doesn't really break a lot of new ground. It's just, it's okay. It's fine. Um, did you watch the original cut or the director's cut? So I was going to get to that. We, I had never seen the director's cut. So unknowingly, I've unknow- only seen the director's uh, cut. Unknowingly to Chrissy, we watched the director's cut, which um, oh, okay. goes into my main critique of the movie is it's just way too long. Uh, okay, thank you. I was way like, this too is long. really long. Last night, we had to stop it halfway through, and I didn't even know we were halfway through. I thought maybe we had like 20 <laughs> minutes left. And he's like, okay, you want to watch this tomorrow? And I was I, like, I fell asleep. More? That's how long this yeah. movie is. And I'm like, shit, yeah, like, we're an hour and a half This is in? a movie that would work fine as like an hour-long like Twilight Zone episode. Yes. Or just 90 minutes. You could cut. You could. I mean, the, the original cut is like under two hours. The the director's cut is like two, two hours thirteen minutes. Two hours thirteen. It's like twenty minutes of extra yeah, footage. It's fucking long. But you could have cut the original one down to closer to ninety minutes, 
and it just it would have moved better it just moves so slow and it's so ponderous and some of the scenes are just so drawn out that you could have just cut a lot of the fat out and got to the point of it and i think it would have helped an immense like just totally so that's my main thing is it's i mean it's a it's an okay movie it's good it's it's just way too long it's super like if i'm gonna have like time travel and like alternate universes i'm just the kind of guy that likes fun you know <laughs> you know it's just super serious and depressing in parts i don't know it's, it's self-important it, it's definitely self-important dan what why do you why do you hate donnie darko Donnie Darko is a flaming piece of shit. Seven out of ten. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Explain. No, no, uh, no. It's not a seven out of ten. It's like a five out of ten. Uh, the the thing with Donnie Darko is I don't find the movie feeling like it's pretentious. Like maybe it's at some points, sure. Uh, the people, the the thing that I find you know self important about it is the fans, the, those people that tell you all the time, watch this movie. This movie's great. This is the best movie ever. It's so deep. It's so. Uh, words that that I can't think of right now. It's just it's just a great movie, and I'm just like, I watched it. It's fine. It's not as deep as you think it is. It's about a kid who uh, sees Thirty Days in the Future, uh, realizes that if he dies, it it sets off this alternate timeline that makes the world better. And what do you do with it? That's it. That's the movie. I'm sorry. That's the movie. It's not deeper than that. It's very surface level. It's not this amazing thing. Like, man, I have to understand. The, the fictional time travel they have in this movie to be able to understand it. And I understand that now the movie makes sense. No, it's just a regular it's, movie. It's not very convoluted. Like, there's literally one point of time travel. It's it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's like it's like what people think it, as depth as a Christopher Nolan movie is they think with this movie too. Like don't, Memento, that's an for instance. insult to Christopher Nolan. Please don't bring your you fucking know, you know Nolan how I feel hated about this. Christopher Nolan. Damn it, damn it. But but like it, it's like when people are like, man, Inception is so deep. It's like no, Inception's not that all that deep. Like it's a very easy bum, concept bum, to compared understand. to what life, Dan? Which like, one, which one general... did you watch? Did you watch the original cut or the director's cut? Uh, theatrical cut. I refuse to ever watch the director's cut because I don't want everything handed to me. So I'd rather make of the movie what I want to be make of the movie, and what I made of the movie is. Like I very said, basic. so this was the first time I, I watched the director's cut, and the major thing that I saw. And uh, I guess neither of you have seen the either, either cut. Well, so. the yeah, the director's cut has like the book ends, so the, like separates it into chapters. Yeah, so you're reading a book through like a good, you know, five or six minutes of screen time because they had to kind of uh, drill in the fact that this. Because if if you watch it without the book, you're like, you what can, the hell is happening? You, what the hell is happening? Is this the, the thing that I that I guess if you if you're not attuned or if you're not a fan of of time travel movies or alternate universe, you know, movies or or fiction books, you would watch that and like what is going on, but I mean my favorite movie is Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2 is one of the the best like close the loop alternate universe movies there is. So I don't know. Like I said, it just goes down to like if I'm going to have stuff going on like that, I want it to be kind of at least lighthearted in some way instead of like super serious and like he's on drugs he's in therapy like people are dying it just i don't know it bones me out and it was super long so it made it even more pronounced so agree you're such a fuck ass 
And Donnie Darko is kind of a dick. You're just, you're just the Antichrist. <laughs> Donnie Darko is a dick, guys. I mean, yeah. Well, that- Gyllenhaal has some great line drops in this movie, though. Do you think that he? It, so most of this movie is in the alternate universe. Is he a more pronounced dick in the alternate universe, or is that heightened just because of the alternate universe? And in the regular universe, he's you know more. I th- I think he's just a sixteen-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't. You know, I know we're calling him a dick, but I'm like, you know, okay. I just thought he was troubled more than anything. Like he didn't he didn't strike me as like an inherently dickish pers- person. He wasn't like a douchebag. Well, yeah, he's especially not a douchebag because he actually sacrifices himself at the end of the movie. Right. Spoilers for a 17-year-old movie. But he sacrifices himself at the end of the movie so that, you know, uh, his mom and sister can live because uh, apparently they're, like, going to die in a plane crash or something. Mm-hmm. Or Also know, so whatever. that the universe wouldn't be destroyed. Also so the universe True. wouldn't be destroyed. So, I mean, he's not inherently a dick, but he's a 16-year-old kid and he's just talking smack to everybody. But did he, but did he, did he know that he was going to die? I thought that he said... That he he didn't know what was going to happen. He, he didn't know what was going to happen. He was just following Frank's well, direction. No, the uh, basically the way time travel worked is like he himself had to like intentionally pull the jet engine off the plane in the future timeline and like back through time to crash into his house. But he like, but did he he didn't know that he knew yeah, that he that was, was going to save the world. Like, no, but- that was an active thing. Like he did that. See, this is why I need Cliff Notes. But no, that's what I'm saying. He knew that he was doing this to save the world because the bunny bunny guy said the world was going to end unless he followed the rules and did what he said. But I don't think he knew that he was going to die at the end. I think when he laughed at well, the I'm, end, I'm and sure he was he like, "Did because he'd already seen like the yeah. destruction of his house, like yeah, and like it, it fell in his, right room. in his room, yeah." So like that, the reason he's laughing is because he's just like, "All right, I'm dead. That's it." Yeah. Been good, I, good run, everybody. Maybe I just took it as he realized at that moment what he had done and that he had saved the world and he was back and he had closed the loop and he's like, oh, shit, I'm in the bed. And that's why he starts laughing and then the, the jet engine falls on him. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But again, I've only seen this movie twice. So, and I That's a, that's exactly how many times I've seen it. I actually didn't even watch it for this for this episode. Shit. It's ingrained <laughs> in my brain enough that I'm aware of the entire movie. Well, I've amazing. watched this movie more than probably all of you combined. <laughs> so, 6 times. So, I was just adding yeah, up I've, like, I've seen this movie at least 6 times. <laughs> so, what what did you what did you what did you like about the movie, Chrissy, for your first viewing? What stuck out as like, "Hey, uh, the mom from uh, Independence Day. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Mary McDonald? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right away, I'm like, wait a minute. That's President Whitmore's wife. Sure enough. Um, she was a good mom in this movie. Ballet. And Swayze was a kitty no, diddler. exotic. Yo, yeah. So, okay, wait, real quick. To your point about, like, she was a good mom in this movie. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call her a great mom, but she was interesting. She was fine mom. She was interesting. No, I'm not saying, like, her character, like, her... I mean, she played the role. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, and then the the chick from Speed who would not get off. Oh my gosh! Do you know that woman, guys? So her, I think the actress's name is like Beth Grant or something. Yeah. But the main reason we know her is she's the chicken <laughs> Speed that wants to jump off the bus. She's one of the and passengers. gets blown up as she's trying to like exit. You, you know that woman? Perfect. You you mean the mom? No, the, the like we, the hyperactive mom or the the, the, the cheerleading coach. coach, the the gym coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, hi, yeah, the, the hyperactive mom. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me to forcibly insert the lifeline activity card into, <laughs> into my, my anus. anus. 
That was a great line. <laughs> I don't think you're committed to sparkle motion is my favorite. Yeah, that was great too. See, there are some redeeming qualities. So she was a highlight throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal was only for a minute, but I like Maggie Gyllenhaal, so we were fine there. And even though she's the oldest looking sixteen-year-old exactly ever, suck a fuck. <laughs> and even Caleb, though, can you just do the entire movie? Yeah, I mean, please. probably it's a better recreation. I, I mean, it does have some good lines. It has like yeah. the the famous Smurf that whole oh the whole cra- Smurf thing. crazy about Smurf thing. What's the point of living if you don't have a dick? <laughs> But like I said, it's just like the 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 stuff in between all that stuff. Like there's yeah, a whole right. there's a couple of music video scenes it seems in this movie where they play the entire song from front to back, and I'm just like, you could have cut that down a little bit. It felt yeah, also no, like- and I think that uh, Dan will agree with me on this point though that. Mad World by Gary Jules is the best thing to come from this movie by far what? because I said that. Okay, a hundred percent, guys. That, that song been- makes me want to kill myself. I have been singing that song Good. for the last Please six do. hours. I Maybe you shouldn't song. decrease the surplus population. <laughs> I've been walking around doing dishes, doing laundry. And I'm like, do you love that song? Yeah, I do. Faces, worn out places. Why do you guys like that, that song? Great. Explain it to me. It's just really We're cynics. Have, we have, have you met us? It's good. It's a beautiful song. <sighs> yeah. It came out at Christmas time, I remember. I was just like... No, I don't, I'm not down with this. Happy you know what, birthday. Justin? It's it's okay to be sad sometimes. <laughs> sad is like happy for deep people. <laughs> I fucking hate. I'm more of a. Uh, you know so what's the first song? The, is it Head Over Heels? There's, I mean, it's got a good '80s soundtrack. This movie, but they lean yeah. on it way too heavily. Where you're just like, yeah, okay, I get well, it. Yeah, it's it's like, in this the '80s. Just like, it's just a a huge nostalgia boner. Yeah, but this was a great song. Uh, I'm on board. Speaking of, like, oh, you speak- remember the '80s? Do you remember, <laughs> hey guys? Do I you remember like the '80s? Four. So yes. Spe- I was about to say. Speaking of boners, Patrick Swayze, as you mentioned, Chrissy, oh, in this boy. movie, P- pretty good, P- pretty pretty good, pretty good. He he plays the self health douchebag who's also a, a child petter ass, basically. Yeah. With a bunch of porn in his basement. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. He's a kitty diddler. Ugh. But wait a minute. Justin actually sounds like Swayze does in this movie. Hold on a second. Hold <laughs> the phone. He had a kitty porn dungeon. Do you want know Justin? Funny, Justin. Do you want to tell us something? I don't, I, can't. I can't. I love Swayze. I love Swayze. You do That's love what Swayze. It, you know. Dan knows. Dan knows. He reminds me, by the way, and, and in, in this way, the movie was ahead of its time because although it's kind of funny, you know, with the tongue in cheek, stupid videos like the lifeline videos and all that shit. Yeah. I will say that with the advent of Facebook and Instagram, these, this preponderance of like pseudo self help gurus who put up inspirational quotes against the backdrop of a fucking sunset and they think that they, you know, are hot shit. And they have, you know, a million followers who are all sycophantically rallying around them. So this was, in a way, very uh, ahead of its time for that. I was watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is everywhere now. This is, Everybody thinks they're Patrick Swayze in this movie now. Maybe they all have kitty porn in their basements, too. Who knows? Uh... There's human emotion is more complex than just fear and love. <laughs> he got really mad about that. Did you guys notice that Jake Gyllenhaal, as the movie went on, he his eyes were more and more at half mast? Probably because he realized what a piece of shit movie he was in. Could have been. I, I, I almost think he was miscast in this movie. I, I don't know. He. I thought it was a real choice, though, like chronologically. Like in the beginning, he's more upright, and then as the movie goes on, 
His whole posture changes. His whole and his eyes, like he's practically asleep towards the end. When he does his like crazy Joker smile every now and then, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel weird about this. I, I I just think it's the whole weight of time travel and Frank weighing down upon him. I think that's more a character thing than Jake Gyllenhaal himself. Probably. Yeah, I think like for most of the movie, he tries to resist what he has to do, and it's like just literally like slowly killing him. <laughs> I have a question. Why does the therapist tell him he can stop taking his medication? I wanted to ask about that. What kind of she's fucking a terrible therapist? What kind of therapist is this? They're placebos. Why I'm does like, he what? start jerking off in his therapist's office? <laughs> I think about fucking girls. <laughs> I think about fuck. I watch Married with Children and think about fucking Christina Applegate. <laughs> his voice, his his voice during those scenes where he's under. I'm just like, what is his voice? Like, it's, it's like, like a baby, yeah, baby Gyllenhaal of, voice. Well, I have a feeling that was direction they gave him. They're like, so hypnosis is this interesting thing where it's like you're talking to your inner child. And he went, okay. That's also not how hypnosis works. No, but, not all right. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all about him, like, taking his medication. Like, are you on your medication? Are you on medication? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, they're placebo. Well, maybe uh, you should take the fucking pills, Elizabeth. Right. By the way, why did she say that after he's like, you know, trashed a school and, and and burned down a house and stuff? Isn't she liable for all this fucked up shit he's done because he's not on the drugs he's supposed to be taking? Not, no, not with patient doctor confidentiality. <sighs> no, but they're also loophole. But no, but they're all, yeah, but they are also mandated reporters, so there has to be a line there. Yeah, if somewhere. they're if they're a danger to themselves or someone else, they have to they have yes. to speak out. Correct. So she fucked up, didn't she? I mean, yeah. Also, like, let's say, like, she probably she assumed he was taking his drugs. I assume I I don't know what his thing was, but if he's on something like fucking lithium, like you can't just tell somebody stop taking lithium. See what happens. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. It doesn't work. Yeah, that that's way. not something you just like give up in a day. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> she maybe she was trying to kill him. Maybe. Just don't take your drugs. Just don't do it. My eyebrows raise at that because that's a that's a good theory. So there's also like weird things in this movie that like even in the director's cut, they just like make a point of like showing these things, but don't ever explain or reference them again because they just want it to be more mysterious than it should be, I guess. But like there's the part where Donnie and like that girl are walking through the trees or whatever. And, like, they're going to have their first kiss or whatever. And she says, yeah, but not right now because there's a fat guy over there looking at us. And it's just the guy in, like, an orange jumpsuit. Apparently, he is supposed to be, like, an employee of the airline who's, like, investigating him because of the jet engine hitting the house or something. But they never explain or reference, like, why that's happening. Was this in the it's just, was this in the book the Donnie Darko explain, <laughs> explained no, by I think everyone it was, book? Uh, I think it was like one of the behind the scenes things that they said like on the director's cut DVD. Right. But like, why is that scene in there? Like that's something that clearly can be cut out. Like it doesn't reference to anything else. There are a lot of things that well, like, it's could just, be cut it's out. It's just of this. padding it out. A lot, well, a also, lot with things. like the the chest liquid thing, like the only thing that serves a purpose for is for taking Donnie upstairs to get the gun. That's literally well, that's, it. That's supposed to be like how he sees into time, basically. 
Is like, that sure, but see, it, like, uh, yeah. I only remember it that one scene, and then it's never shown again. It, it, or it's never important. Are you talking about the arrow blobbies? I love the arrow blobbies. Yeah. That tell me where I need yeah. to go. All I could think of was... Like, it was, shows um, their path before they go. They, oh, there's yes, donuts. They, they straight oh, up there's stole, the arrow blobbies they, going towards the donut. They straight <laughs> up stole that from the secret world of Alex Mack. Like, how she used to, like, turn into liquid and, like, go <laughs> to a abyss. different location. Like, or the abyss. No. No, shut the fuck up, Justin. TV's better. Alex Mack. Did they did they have that in Alex Mack? Don't you remember how Larissa Olenek would like go into a room and she'd like oh, melt into like this puddle? Oh. She would melt into a puddle? Oh my god, how has he not seen the secret world of Alex me, Mack? Me, me and Chrissy are like this. You're, man. Right? you're like a generation this? behind me, that's why. Oh my god. I'm the old man. No, I'm not. Anyway, she yeah, she would like, I know Alex she, Mack is the chick from uh Ten Things I Hate About You. Correct. That's the main reason correct. I know her. And she would she would turn into this like the same sort of liquid you saw coming out of people's chest. It, it was like that. And the shoot, that's how she would get like under doors or like go yeah. from room to room. Well, she was a T1000. She would turn <laughs> yeah. into liquid metal. Kind of a good point. Yeah, exactly. Was after I was trying accident. to think of other things just, that don't Just make like sense. in the second best Terminator sense. film. When- oh, my God. You want to start a fight. Don't start a fight. I can't take a fight right now. I haven't seen that movie either. I'm watching it next week. Hey, uh, Dan, I, I, I approve of you going to see it in any aspect you can, whether it's 3D, 2D, 1D, go see T2. I have, it's one of the I best have a really busy August 25th, because August 25th is my birthday, Terminator 2, Happy birthday. Death Note, and then Pop Punk Night Karaoke. Wow. Nice. It's a busy day. Nice. Busy but- day. But yeah, that the the movie that won Chrissy uh, Fantasy Movie Draft nineteen ninety one T two. Oh, by by the way, you suck for losing the Critters three. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you! I'm never voting for you again. It's never happening again. Most people don't. So you know, there you go. Clearly, they've learned their lesson. I have too. Good luck in all future drafts. Aww. Thanks, Dan. Okay, so back to the movie. I have a question. The whole scene where um, Donnie goes up to Sharita and is like, your life is going to be better. It's going to be better. And she freaks out. She freaks out because he's holding her Shut headphones. Up. And no, she's they're earmuffs. Earmuffs. He's holding them to her her ears. He doesn't even open them up. Right. So he's just like, I'm like, open up her, her, her earmuffs so but, she can hear. But apparently, who knew? This is the guy that she has a crush on because she's like penciling his Shut name up. in her notebook. Shut up. Right? Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. So, like, who runs away when that happens? Like, if the person that you, like, you're secretly in love with comes over to you to talk to you and just kind of, like, puts their hands on your earmuffs. That would freak like, me yeah, out, too. Touch my mouth. Actually, I, I want to touch my mouth. I raise my hand and show you how socially awkward I am. <laughs> that would be I, me. I want to amend my earlier statement. Clearly, Charita Chen performing Autumn Angel is the best thing from this movie. <laughs> she's got, I mean, she's graceful. Guys, I don't know if you know. I went to a performing arts high school, and this is exactly the kind you of shit know. that went on. Oh my god, it was amazing. We were all like super supportive. And Shut up! It Shut was up. just like that. Shut up! So many shows I sat through watching people like that, and you're just like, oh, bless her heart, yay! Oh, it was man. great. Oh, oh man, but so sparkle motion. Uh, so I was trying to think of the other things that were create like just totally out of left field about this movie. Any others? How about they made a fucking sequel to it? What? Has anyone seen that? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. You've seen it? If I don't want to see this movie again, I'll never watch the sequel. It's it's called S. Darko, and it's about his little sister who, for no apparent reason, starts traveling through time. (sighs) Is it horrible? Of course it is. Uh, I refuse to watch it, but I've heard (laughs) 
from reliable sources that it's very, very bad. I'm interested to know who these reliable sources are. Is so? Do is I, it true? Do I know them? Is it true that his his uh, his sister, the little sister that's in that movie, is the Ring Girl, the same girl from the Ring? No. I think it is. Yes, it is the girl that comes out of the well like this for real. Ha- haven't seen the Ring. I'm pretty sure. That- I don't think that's true. I don't think that's Look true. Look it up. Look it what, up. What the hell else was I, she I can't in? type Hang it. On, I'm on I can't IMDb. look it up. She has a little type. bit of, of an Abigail Breslin circa um, Little Miss Sunshine look to her. So did you know? So this movie basically wouldn't have been made without Drew Barrymore. So you can, Dan, you could blame Drew Barrymore for this movie. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it wouldn't have been released in theaters without Drew Barrymore. It would have been made. It would have just been like straight to DVD kind True. of thing. No, she paid her her production company uh made the movie. They 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 backed the movie for like several million like 4 million but, something like that. But it had Noah Wiley. How was it not going to get made? <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought up Noah Wiley. <laughs> Seth Rogen in so, his first role. I understood what Drew Barrymore's purpose. Oh yeah, you're right. I understood what Drew Barrymore's purpose was in this movie. But what what the hell was Noah Wiley's purpose? I didn't understand. <laughs> Exposition dump. <laughs> <laughs> No, Wiley's no, Wiley's got to eat. Justin, sorry. Go ahead. Devi Chase, who played Samantha Darko. Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, she was Lilo in Lilo and Stitch. She was Samara in The Ring. Yes. Nice job, Justin. So good call on that. Nice. And then she was in nothing else notable from the look of it. There you Ah! go. Those are my favorite IMDb pages. Yeah. So okay. So let me let me read the log line from. S. Darko. It's called S. Darko. <laughs> S. Period Dar- Darko. Yeah, S. Period Darko. Donnie Darko's little sin- sister, Samantha Darko, and her best friend, Corey, are on a cross-country road trip. They find themselves entangled in a dangerous glitch in the space-time continuum. It's a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. That's horrible. That's really That's bad. horrible. <laughs> I was about to say, so Donnie Darko has 8.1 on IMDb. 86.6 no 86% on rotten tomatoes so yeah, pr- yeah. Pretty those high. are all things that those are all things that I had to I had to take note of so I'm glad you didn't ask me because I already know those answers because uh <laughs> we're doing an episode with a countdown next week about our top 10 most overrated movies and Ooh. take a big guess, guess fucking what's on guess both what's going to be on my list oh is it spoiler alert <laughs> is it high yeah. low on bo- it's going to be much lists? higher on his list than it is. My on mine is going to be extremely high. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to have mine as like my eight or nine. But uh, watching both versions, I'm I'm pretty adamant that you just don't need you don't need the director's cut of explicitly no, explaining no. everything. That's not the point of a director's cut. Like that's you don't need everything handed to you in a movie to understand it. Like if you just don't understand the movie, you're probably dumb. But like, I, I, just just fucking taking the movie. Don't have don't read for five to six minutes about the movie during the movie. Like it doesn't make sense. Like you're you're going to a movie and watching a movie to watch it, not to read. You know, it, it's it's like it's like the president in the Simpsons movie. I came here to lead, not to read. Well, that that's like to to compare. A shitty, well, not shitty, but just a mediocre movie to a really good movie that I like a lot. That would be like if in uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, if like the monolith just had a text crawl going up and explaining like, this is what this symbolizes within the film. Do you see? Do you get it? Do you understand yet? What are horse soft? 
What are horseshoes? <laughs> do I, do I, do I, horses have it's been so long socks? since she saw that movie. Chrissy, I know. It? Yeah. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I was trying to remember. I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, this yeah the mon- the monoliths do not have a text crawl. By the way, that's, that's the joke. <laughs> we got it. Also, this movie. Yeah, you remember? It's like a bunch of monkeys, and then the one monkey throws a bone up into the air, and then it becomes a nuclear bomb in space. No, and then they jump forward like five thousand years. She barely uh, remembers our second movie, which we watched last week, guys. <laughs> You're true. talking about a movie that she saw like seven years ago. She fell asleep. <laughs> Well, 2001, you know, there you go. Uh, I was so about no, to say. 2001 is like a fucking two and a half hour movie, too. I remember so. liking is, it. I remember more about how that, movies Is that on my feel. list as well? It's, Possibly. It probably is. But no, 2001 essentially is like three movies that share a common theme. Let me ask you this. There's like the, the Dawn of Man is like the first act, and that's like its own thing. And then there's the space station with like the Russians and everything. And that's like act two. And then like the main like meat of the film is the story with uh, the mission to Jupiter with Hal and everything. I, re- I remember every single act that you're talking about. I just can't remember. No, you don't. Like, don't yes, don't, I do. Don't lie. Yes, I do. In the beginning when they're like the, the street hooligans are like just beating people up and it's all about being violent. That's a clockwork that's orange. That's clockwork orange. God Chrissy. damn it. That's that's <laughs> wrong Kubrick movie. <laughs> So let me ask you Correct a question. Caleb, film. Justin's right. I Caleb has read the cliff notes for, for, for this movie, Donnie Darko. I have to ask, in the alternate universe, which is pretty much the whole movie, is mm-hmm. everyone uh, more narcoleptic because a lot of people fall asleep during some um, of these incidents? Like, she falls asleep, like she's asleep during on, Evil Dead at the movie theater so good about while that. he does all this stuff. Is I, I just don't... That, that threw me out of the movie. But nobody bit. else falls asleep. Basically, what are you talking about? No, uh, like in the alternate universe, which like pretty much the entire movie, except for the very final scene takes place in, um, it's, it's like subconscious, but everybody is trying to guide Donnie into doing what he needs to do because like the people want to survive and not have the universe end, which it will, if he doesn't like move the jet engine back through time or whatever. So so several times during the movie, people are like, oh, I'm so glad this happened because if it didn't, this wouldn't have happened. And you're like, yeah, and like it. people are intentionally dicks to him just because like they like they aren't consciously aware of it, but they're trying to force him down the path that he needs to take. Right. All right. Like when he shot that guy in the face, in the eyeball. Oh, so yeah. gross. Who Why are, are you wearing that stupid man suit? Who is, who, b- by the way, we were talking about INDB. Chrissy, don't go away. This is about you. I- <laughs> Caleb can answer this. Is the guy who plays Frank the same guy from Independence Day who's the older yes. brother? Yep. yep. Holy yep. shit. So Mary McDonald, who plays the, the president's wife, and that guy also in Independence Day, Someone, yeah, Independence Day actors show up together a lot in like a lot of films. That's why this movie is a five out of ten for me, specifically because those two, those two characters are in this movie. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let's. So while she's going away, before we give our final thoughts, uh, I have some great IMDb trivia. So this movie has a couple great bits. One of which is so. Apparently, Jake Gyllenhaal uses the strategy of rarely blinking to enhance his psychotic creepiness in the movie. That's pretty crazy. Sure. 
Have you guys seen Nightcrawler? With yes, him? I love that movie. He's, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. It's definitely on my oh, list. Caleb, he is fucking it amazing is so in that movie. Like I kind of want to like alternate timeline the Jake Gyllenhaal from Nightcrawler into Donnie Darko because I think he's so much better in Nightcrawler and they're both crazy like on the verge of psychosis characters. So I th- yeah I think it's still on Netflix. I I can't recommend that movie enough. Oh, so so that's go that's ahead. kind of like why I have never watched Brokeback Mountain is because like I don't think Donnie Darko would be the one taking it. Because she just walked Jesus. back and she's like, what's going on? I literally per- sat down and I'm segue. like, wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> during conversations about sex with his therapist, the script had Donnie's fantasies be about Alyssa Milano, but it had to be changed to Christina Applegate due to legal reasons. What? Perfect. <laughs> Elaborate. I need Alyssa Milano found out. That's it. That's it. So uh, I have to read into that and think that they asked Alyssa Milano, like, by the way, you're in this like, Donnie Darko script. Can we mention script. a kid jerking off to you? No. No, you cannot. <laughs> who's the, right, who's the Christi- boss? Christine Applegate. Who's the boss? Uh, who's the boss? You know. Wasn't she pretty young on Who's the Boss? I could see why she probably felt that way. <laughs> he was young in this movie. Next up on Schmooze the Schmoss. <laughs> Schmooze has a nightmare. <laughs> Felissa Bolano. Uh, at the rap party for this film, Seth Rogen and Jake Gyllenhaal agreed that they had no idea what the movie was about. I heard that too. That Holy is- shit! <laughs> That's great. Holy shit! I sent you guys an image on Twitter, and it makes perfect sense now. What? Caleb knows what image it is. It's it's. I, I forget where it was, but Jake Gyllenhaal is protesting something. Probably Donald Trump being in office, but uh, he holds up a, a sign <laughs> that so- someone photoshopped over top of, and it says Donnie Darko makes no fucking sense. <laughs> 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 Every time I see it, so that that oh that makes me so happy. This one is crazy. So this this bit of trivia is crazy. It says when casting for the role of Donnie's sister, it came to the director's attention that Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, would be available for the for the shoot. She had a few film credits at the time. The agent who proposed her casting reminded Kelly of her scene in Cecil B. Demented, where she drank urine. Though Kelly was slightly hesitant towards the idea, he did like the way she drank urine and knew he wouldn't have to work hard at creating a sibling rivalry between the two of them. What? Wait, I'm uh, sorry. What? I mean, he liked the to, way she drank urine. I mean, thumbs up to that guy for casting the oldest looking 18-year-old on the planet. <laughs> Hashtag, that's my fetish. <laughs> Secretary? She's great in that movie. Wait a minute. She. What? What? She drank urine. She drank urine. Her character drank urine in that movie. But that's why he wanted to cast her for this. This is again. We we don't really trust IMDb trivia, but you don't. This one, this one is set. Half do. the time we do. I do. Okay, but wait, guys. This is my favorite IMDb trivia for this movie. Wait for this. So apparently, Vince Vaughn reportedly turned down the part of Donnie because he was well out of his teens due to his age. So he turned that down. Jason Schwartz. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman was also strongly considered, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Mark Wahlberg was interested in the part, but apparently was only willing to play the part with a lisp. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is the best thing I've ever heard. I want to see that movie now. Hey, guys. The world's got to end. That's what's so illogical about being a smurf. 
What's the point of living if you don't have a dick? <laughs> There's a big buddy. It's, 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 I think we just found a transformer. It's following me. It's crazy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg in your Boston accent. I just want Justin to keep going. This is the best thing I've ever Can seen. Can you believe that? That would have made this movie a thousand percent more funnier. That's what this movie needed. I mean, Mark Wahlberg with a list. Timeline. Oh my god! Can you imagine? I I want to live in the universe where that happened. <laughs> Justin, keep going. Or I'm more. sorry, but that really made me laugh. Like I read that earlier today, and I just imagine in an alternate universe, a Donnie Darko with Mark Mark Wahlberg with a list. This is a movie about alternate universes. Maybe there is one where this exists. Justin, Justin, I need you to say you're the fucking Antichrist as as Mark as Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god, please. <laughs> Who, he's, who's he talking to? Patrick Swayze. What? Yeah, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. How does he say it in the movie? He's standing up. Patrick Swayze. I, I, at the I sent school. you the gif. I can't remember. Patrick Swayze is at the How school exactly? and he's calling him out. He's like, personally, I think you're the fucking Antichrist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is he Dan? Isn't that his name? His name is Dan in the movie. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Hey Dan. Yeah, you're right. Actually. Do you know what? You're the hand of Christ, dude. <laughs> That's terrible. That wasn't a good I was one. Say, you, you're better than that. <laughs> well, I'm trying to do the list too. It's really it's hard. It's hard doing a Boston accent and a list when you can do neither. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm not good at I, <laughs> I. It just makes me laugh. Mark Walger in this movie would have been great. So he should have been an S Darko. Frank was a really nice bunny following me around. As what? <laughs> what would he have been an S Darko? Well, he wouldn't have been able to say S, so it wouldn't have worked out so well. <laughs> yeah, it would be T-H Darko. <laughs> hey, you guys, there's there's a jet engine in my room. It's crazy, right? Wow. <laughs> He would have been great but in this movie. They would have been like, okay, you need to tone it down because you're on medications. And then now now he has to also tone it down a level. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been the best train wreck ever. Is there oh, a bunny man. behind me? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So final thoughts on uh, on Donnie Darko. Uh, we'll go to Dan. Dan? Get over this movie. Please get over this movie. Build a bridge. Just, just, just shut the fuck up about this movie already. Dylan, please. Dylan, why do you love this movie so much? Why? Why? I don't know. Is this, it might have been one of these movies that just kind of hit people with the, the right well, time, I guess. I don't know. The people, yeah, the that's, people that's how I, I explain to. it. It's, it's nostalgia. Like if this hit you when you were a teenager watching this and like you could relate to Donnie, then like you like this movie a lot. Probably true. Like I was in, it, it, this came out in 2001, right? Yes. Yeah. So this came out. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, so this was around the time that I was becoming a teenager and a lot of the people that like this movie saw it back when they were becoming teenagers. So it makes sense that way. I saw it as like a young adult and I was just like, eh, whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah this came out when I was like 15. I, I think I saw it. When I was eighteen for the first time, so it's the most nineties eighties movie that came out in two thousand one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. That's good. Funny, that's though. good. Uh, Chrissy, any, yeah. fi- any final thoughts? <laughs> no, and I would watch it again if it were on like TBS, and it were therefore 
well, a whole lot shorter because now, they were now you got the, the flow the flow chart of what happens in front of you. Why? Because I'm intrigued by things that confuse me and that I kind of feel like I could figure out and suss out by watching again. Whereas movies that are just ridiculous and confusing and I can't make any sense of, I'm like, I don't even want to care. I don't care. But this was one where I'm like, I could probably watch it again and probably get more out of it. Cool. Cool. Very lukewarm. I'm so disappointed. I, I know Chrissy is like a super negative person because, you know, F, Brig Trouble in Little China, all that <laughs> good shit. So, like, I, I was really hoping she was going to be on my side here. And then here I, I become disappointed. Just hate it. No, I didn't hate it. So, I didn't love it either. But. So, is, so is it true we're all, other than Dan, we're all kind of like in the middle of just like, eh. And Dan is just like, fuck this movie? Basically. It's a five! It's a five, but fuck the people who like this movie. <laughs> no, it, that's that's my point. No, it is a five, but a five is average because it's in the middle. Right. But, right. But we don't give an average but, movie. But we don't give numbers. L- let's give a letter grade. So I would probably... All right, I'm sorry. C minus. There you go. I think C minus. Shit, I was going to say like a D plus. No, I agree. C minus. Yeah. Those I, are the same thing. D plus and C minus. So we're all the same. same right. C minus, so then wait, D plus. If we're all yeah. giving it a C minus, then, then how come Dan hates it so much more than we do? I hate the people who like this movie yeah. because they he think just it's deeper than it is. Okay. Fair I enough. hate hearing about this movie because I'm just like, it's fine. And then everyone's just like, no, this is the best thing ever. Did you just not get it? Did you, did you just not get the movie? And I'm just like, I got the fucking movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're not you're not way smarter than me. You're you're actually not even smarter than me at all. Shut the fuck up. Is that your Mark Wahlberg with the lisp impression? That was amazing. Yes. That was him getting mad at Patrick Swayze. Shh, shut up. No, I actually, shut I actually don't even hate shut Patrick up. Swayze. I don't hate. I'm not like Nick, but uh, yeah, Patrick Swayze's fine. Nick's an idiot. I I I just think this is the perfect movie. Sort of like Sixth Sense of. It's good you watch it the first time and then maybe a second time and that's pretty much it, you know. And but unlike Sixth Sense, this movie is padded to and like extraordinary levels of runtime that I just get tired and yeah. frustrated with it halfway through. Like, so in reality, Patrick Swayze never even need to be in this movie. Like he could have been in like the the tapes and shit as like the the life coach guy on tape, but he never needed to actually come to the school. He never needed to have the kitty porn dungeon. None of that ever actually needed to happen to advance the plot. So Patrick Swayze was just kind of superfluous. So if you want to cut some runtime, there's about five minutes right there. I'm not saying you should have gotten rid of him. I'm just saying if you wanted to, there's a part. True. Also, get rid of Noah Wiley. No point of him even being in this movie. I don't understand what he was doing. Noah Wiley's got to eat, guys. The physics of time travel. You could have done. You could have given him a book. I don't. I don't know. Do something else. But Noah Wiley. I don't care. I, I don't hate Noah Wiley. But like, they're like, he's in one scene and that's it. Yeah. And it's just like you're. You could have been me. I could have been. I could have started this movie. I could have done this role. I'm that's actually easy. a thousand percent with you on this. I, I love that Noah Wiley's main. The the main scene he is in. He's basically saying, "Oh, you want to learn about time travel." Here's this book that was written by that crazy lady that crosses the road every now and then. <laughs> and he's like, and I can't talk about more because I can get fired. I'm just like, okay, all right. Have you guys seen what the- a waste of what a waste of a role? <laughs> Have you guys seen the Lake House before? Either of you? No, no. Oh, we you guys it. have to see the. Wait, lake is that House. that Keanu Sandra Bullock movie? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Th- that that right there is why I haven't seen that movie. We. Somebody needs to check and see if it's on Netflix. And if it is, you guys... It's not. Oh, it's so good. So good. Actually, I don't... I'm saying that just to shut you up. I actually have no idea. I just just thought of uh, um, 
time travel and mailboxes, and and I thought of the lake house. So <laughs> that's a good point. That's Ooh, hold movie. on, hold on. Must add Death Note to my list. <laughs> so okay, so we basically all gave uh, this movie C minus or D plus somewhere on the cusp there. Uh, I would recommend at least seeing it once. I guess I agree. That's pretty yeah. much it. And, and that's the main reason I really wanted Chrissy to see it is I just wanted her to see it once and just be done with it and. And then talk, never and then, again. And then talk about it every so often with Dan to really piss him off. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to remember this movie more than other ones just because it's so weird. <laughs> so, guys, let's move on to the second movie, which I I feel like has some connective tissue uh, with Donnie Darko in a way. Why? Let's get to it. It's called Fly the Navigator. When you're just growing up, every day is a new discovery. But nothing David Freeman has ever experienced will prepare him for the adventure that lies ahead. Sit down. I think there's been some sort of mistake. Your brain contains data necessary to get me and my friends home. I'm just a kid. You are the navigator. Walt Disney Pictures presents a new adventure fantasy. What are you doing? Above and beyond the ordinary. Take me back. Okay. Of the navigator. Do something! You're the navigator, not me. 20,000 feet and falling. Come on, one of these has to start it. His mind is the key to an adventure on the most fantastic hot rod in the universe. A story of a spaceship. That flying saucer's first rate. Be cool, dudes. A friendship. I'm gonna miss you. I'm going to miss you too. And an experience beyond imagination. Don't you want to take a turnpike? I'm the navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Disney's new adventure fantasy. So guys, wait, before before we get to Chrissy's uh opinion of this movie, had you guys seen this movie before uh, this week when you saw it? I've never I've even literally heard never heard of it. Never heard wow. of it. Wow. Caleb? Never heard of it. Nice. Yay! I love this. So we're gonna get to you guys. Chrissy obviously had never seen Fly the Navigator from 1986. Wait, the the log line because this is can be obscure for some sure. people. This movie in 1978, a boy travels eight years into the future and has an damn it has an adventure with an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship. Fly the Navigator, Chrissy. What do you think? So. You know, I know you just said like, oh, you haven't seen this movie, but the truth is I did see this movie when I was a kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But you didn't remember. I, I didn't remember any of the plot. All I remember was that I fucking loved it. And so when you were like, we're going to watch this, I'm like, yeah, it's the thing with the weird spaceship. All right, cool. So I couldn't remember any of the plot points, but I did. I loved it because I guess of the spaceship and the kid. Who knew? But But watching it again now as an adult, I can see why I liked it so much as a kid. It was a good movie. It was fun. It was interesting. I like the wisecracking Aww. spaceship. I'm on board. Well, wisecracking? You mean Pee Wee's Playhouse spaceship? Yeah. It was. <laughs> yes. It was a weird mix of Polly Shore and Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as it uh-huh. downloaded the kid's consciousness, I was just like, "Oh God damn it! It's Paul Rubin. <laughs> Fuck me." So what? What? This is your your guys' first times actually. Uh, what yep. What did you guys think of the movie? So the opening scene of the movie. There's like uh, this silver metallic frisbee flying along, and like this dog jumps up and catches it. And I was like, "Oh, well, I guess this movie's about flying saucers." And then five <laughs> minutes later, it's still dogs, and I was like, "Well, this must be about dogs playing frisbee." And then a flying saucer showed up, and we didn't see a dog again for like an hour. And I was like, "Well, I don't know what this movie is." <laughs> 
I was I was taken aback because the first five minutes mean nothing to the entire plot of the movie. Nothing. Like literally, you could just remove the entire first five minutes of the movie, and it'd be the same movie because they just don't matter. <laughs> well, you gotta meet, also, you gotta meet so, the family. Also, You're meeting the family in the first five minutes. I don't care. Also, also, a zeppelin passes over top, and literally every single person in the park who sees it turns up, and it's just like I've never seen a fucking zeppelin before. What is going no, on, dude? When I was a kid, like, seeing the Budweiser blimp go by or the Goodyear blimp, that was a big Budweiser fucking deal. Budweiser blimp? <laughs> Dude, I grew up in a small Where you town. Live, yes. Where you live, yes. That is a big fucking deal. If, if yeah. Zeppelin would have come in my small town, I would have definitely looked up and frozen in fear because we never saw shit like that no, when no, I was no. a kid. Even in, guys, even in a large city, I grew up in Los Angeles and I used to go to Dodger games Jesus, as a kid. Chrissy, the helium. No, <laughs> it would go by and you'd be like this. What? <laughs> It was definitely an Independence Day shot right there for a second. Yeah, so, it was. Uh, well, yeah, you're like, oh, they, they oh shit, they're they getting invaded to... immediately. And then it's like, oh, no, it's the fucking Goodyear blimp. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so go ahead, guys. So this movie actually has a pretty cool setup. Like, it's not particularly, like, well shot or well scripted or well acted or well directed or... Um, <laughs> but, go like, on. The, the setup is pretty neat where... So, like, the kid, like, falls and hits his head, basically, and then, like, he gets knocked out. He wakes up, he goes to his house, and it's, like, this old couple there, and they're like, who the hell are you? And the kid's freaking out, like, where are my parents? So they call the police, and it turns out that there was a missing persons report for this kid, like, I stand corrected, eight years ago. So, like, they find the kid's parents... And uh, reunite him, and, like, the kid finds out, like, he's still the same age as when he disappeared, and he's just been gone the whole time. And, like, he's Sidebar, this is Matthew McConaughey's dream. Yeah, so, like, they find out he has, like, all this shit in his head, like, star maps and alien language and shit. And he's, like, hearing a signal from the spaceship, and he goes to it, and the ship only opens up from, like, for him. And, like, no other... NASA scientists or anything can get it open. So, like, that whole part is cool. Then he takes off in the ship, and they just run around for the rest of the movie Basically. and don't do anything. I love it for and, like, that reason, though. The, the whole way through the movie, the ship's like, oh, I can't take you back in time to where you're supposed to be to live with your family because going back in time for a human would probably just kill you. And the whole time, like, they just say that, and then the kid finally convinces the ship to take him back in time. And the ship's like, all right, here we are back in time. There's no consequences. Go have a life. <laughs> so here, here's how I look at it. So as but like a- this movie, it's Calvin Ball. It's just like, it's just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. It. As a kid, I, I see why I love this movie because a good portion of this, uh-huh. this movie is, is this kid, you know, piloting, piloting the spaceship around, like, the air into the ocean as Pee Wee Herman, like, cracks jokes behind him. But watching it as an adult and a parent of a kid, if you take away his point of view and look at the point of view from everyone else, it's like a fucking horror movie because point. this kid disappears yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of this movie is fucking terrifying. <laughs> And, like, this was, what, uh, a PG rating? Yeah. Yep. PG rating, one of the... PG rating in, what, 86 this came out? 80s PG. 80... So... Yeah. So, like, they're like, god damn, shit, bastard. (laughs) 
Like everything short of a fuck. And this is a Disney movie. The kid like kid disappears. The 80s were fucking weird. The the kid disappears. <laughs> He's gone for eight years. Uh he comes back and his parents with an alien his, lemur. His parents look like they've aged thirty years. Oh my god, they look. It's like, like night yeah. living parents. No, like president. Like, well, well, all the mom did was like pull back her hair and just like, is that a different woman? Like, That's what I did, did the dad get divorced or something? Like, is that what? Oh is god, that, that, that would have been here? an amazing plot twist. Right. The kid, the kid goes back into time, knowing that his parents are going to split up within the next eight years. That would be an amazing movie. <laughs> or, or they got split up because he he disappeared, and then they fought over it and all that that stuff. It yeah. They got divorced because of you. <laughs> they haven't slept in eight years. Like they're scary looking. Like they even God, play it like it's a horror so movie because he's better. just like he sees them and they start. They're like David, David, and then they come into the light and David, he's like, he's like, David. he's like, oh, it's like, very Twilight Zone. Get away from me, David. So, uh, but but they're old looking, but they're they act like they're kind of like hopped up on coke or like meth or something. They're like, oh, oh, well, it was the 80s. oh. <laughs> And then, his and then bro- like, NASA won't release him from where they're studying his brain. I know. They kidnap and, uh, the kid. The dad, the dad calls, and he's like, it's like Ransom with Mel Gibson. Give me back my son! <laughs> they kidnap the kid. So they, they've literally had the kid home for, like, four hours. NASA kidnaps him. And then NASA loses him and has to be like, yeah, uh, so we'll have him back terrible. later. Howard Hessman from WKRP Cincinnati is like, uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll have him back, like, uh, tomorrow, I guess? Uh, I don't Maybe? know. Maybe? Yeah. He's no, sleeping. this is, like, this is why I'll never buy into any conspiracy theory, because I feel like this film accurately represents the government's <laughs> actual ability to keep track of something as simple as an eight-year-old child. Twelve. Twelve. He's twelve. All it takes... Fine, all, whatever. And then all it takes for, uh... If you're a kid to break out of NASA is uh, Sarah Jessica Parker to, to, to help find you. The door. <laughs> yeah, he basically strolls out <laughs> in this robot that comes and feeds him uh, lunch. He just yeah. jumps in the robot. Like, room in that robot. Who who wouldn't question a robot just driving away off of a fucking NASA base? <laughs> Which, by the way, Sarah Jessica Parker, this movie uh, is interning at NASA, but has this like right? weird, like kind of like ro- like romantic. Like she has a thing for this kid. She's got a, what? Yeah, yeah. Right? She was the fucking She's, the kid. <laughs> she, she's the Patrick Swayze of this movie. She, she she's li- probably got the, like the last God. line. The last thing she says to her as uh, to the kid as she's leaving the room is, "You know, you're kind of cute." And I'm just like, "Uh, excuse me." <laughs> so okay. Well, that's like I'm, the the unmade sequel to this film was like the kid meets her. Because, like, they would be kind of around the same age, and then they totally bone. So that was Justin's defense, because I was exactly like you. I was like, wait, <laughs> hold the fucking phone. Did she just hit on a 12-year-old? And, Justin, you were the one who was like, well, technically, he's really, like, 20 now. I'm like, no, he's not. That's yeah. just exi- – okay. Huh. Caleb, well, you bring up an interesting well, point. legally, his birth certificate says <laughs> – <laughs> He should have came back as as uh, Tom Hanks. It would have made more sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In Philadelphia, I wish I was big. <laughs> In Philadelphia, and now I have AIDS. I have AIDS. Ah, uh, came back with AIDS, guys. So sad. So, uh... <laughs> and then he, <laughs> and then he makes friends with a spaceman. And they Tom get Hanks. Everything that guy says is a stitch. I have AIDS. <laughs> 
Oh, that's one of my favorite Family Guy jokes right there. It's just, it is crazy watching this movie back, how much the tone changes once Pee Wee Herman starts talking. Like, up to that point, it's a different movie. you're like, what the fuck no, is no, happening? No, no, no. He's inside Not the ship. It's like talking? Close close Encounters scary. And then all of a sudden, it's like, ha, ha, ha. And you're like. What? 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 <laughs> right, right. It, yeah, it, it's not. It's not when Paul Rubin starts talking. It's when Pee Wee Herman starts talking, and it's after the kid's brain gets scanned, and then he's just, he does the Pee Wee laugh, and I just I literally write down my my notes. Oh great, it's become a Pee Wee movie. I'm just like Pee Wee goes to space. Cool, everybody, we, we did it. <laughs> Actually, I have legitimate questions about that, by the way, because like, you're right. Up until that point, it was more serious. I, uh, I was, where's my bike? I was actually more invested. I really was. And then as soon as, as Paul Rubens took over, I was like, okay, now I can fall asleep a little bit because now it's just going to be Paul Rubens shtick for the next. Howdy, partners. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love your Paul Rubin laugh. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tale of two movies. It just totally changes from that point on. And then he's like, and he's like the Beach Boys come in. And he's like, I get around, like doing all these dances yeah. and stuff. And there's little like love, monsters like, on fucking, his shoulder. So and that's stuff. supposed to be indicative of what's in this kid's brain. Because if so, then I'm a little bit worried about this kid. <laughs> is this a Jacob's Ladder situation? As once he <laughs> well, bon- like, bonks his head, what, is the, what comes the rest on of the radio, it? Radio, it's like. Uh, I can't what the remember. Fuck? Some eighty with the, guy, the, the, pe- the, the people driving around. He's just in like, the car? I wonder if this is that twisted sister stuff that Sarah could, Sarah Jessica Parker was talking about. <laughs> right. It's like, no kid, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well. Yes. I mean, he's a kid, so that goes without saying. But uh, uh, I I apologize to the parents. Your kids are stupid. So I I was I was saying <laughs> your that- baby's no smarter than an octopus. So I, I was saying this. Uh, so this is is the alternate timeline, you know, where he's in the future with his really old parents, and once he leaves, what happens? Is that just? Is and that? If, a, and if he goes back in time, it kills him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I assume the, it closes the, the loop. It closes the loop. It, I yeah, I assume it backs the future. Is it? I was thinking of it more like sliders, like it's like a parallel universe sort of thing. And they have to get him back to like the real. Well, this is the same thing as the yeah. I, well, I think it's oh, yeah. I think it's actually probably more like Terminator, where it's a single continuous timeline, but like you can send people back to influence what happens in the timeline, and then it just changes. I feel like you could have uh, combined There's so much time travel theory. What, what if we here. combine Donnie Darko could have been uh, part of Fly the Navigator? <laughs> oh my God. No. No, nope. no. Nope. Uh, I, I was nope. hoping you were going to say, "What if a Terminator came back and killed Donnie Darko?" <laughs> that w- Perfect. That would have been awesome. That'd be a way better movie. Mopey bastard, <laughs> Donnie Darko. He should have had be having more fun, like uh, David Freeman in Flight of the Navigator. Especially, <laughs> especially once Pee Wee came came about, he he started having more fun. No faith in what we make. That's what my dad always told her. <laughs> no faith in what we make. Uh-huh. <laughs> What kind of parents, by the way, let him go to NASA? Because I know we were joking about NASA kidnapping him, but the parents did have to sign off on it, and they'd had him back for literally like five minutes. Yeah. Pa- parents that understand that they read the script and were just like, we need to advance the plot in some way, shape, and form. That was really it. Like, I don't know. Also, I want to point out what a different time period it was. Like, that an eight-year-old kid, you can trust an eight-year-old kid to walk home from from his from his friend's house oh, yeah. to your house? Like, that was, that was crazy. Well, like... Huh. In in like the eighties, there were still like child molesters. Like yes, we Patrick Swayze. We we, we just we just had a movie about this. <laughs> no, but um, I love how 
like he comes back finally at the end and he tells his parents that he loves them and they're just like man he's never said that to us before like what what did you do wrong (laughs) that's so sad and he tells his little brother that he loves him and the kid's just like fuck off yeah (laughs) so from now on anytime our kids are like i love you daddy we're like were you just like on some alternate timeline adventure? You were in a parallel <laughs> universe, weren't you? Did you talk to Paul Rubin? You shouldn't be talking to Paul Rubin. <laughs> Did he touch you? Yeah, he's actually he's on the sex offender registry. Yes. <laughs> what? So uh, you? Sp- so that that's actually funny. So the director of this movie, Randall Kleiser, also directed Grease, The Blue Lagoon, White Fang, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And Big Top Pee Wee, starring uh, Pee Wee Herman, wow. Paul Rubin. That makes perfect sense. Unshocking. So uh, my old shock, passive <laughs> <laughs> shock. Go on. Uh, any other uh, major things that stand out to you, Chris, about this movie? I like that the ship could transform shape. That was pretty cool. Oh my god! So th- a big thing about this movie we haven't even talked about, guys. So, like I said, big fan of this movie as a kid. I came out here to L.A. And oh, yeah. several years into uh, living out here in L.A., there's this major place that everyone goes hiking called Runyon Canyon here in L.A. And so I was walking, hiking, you know, getting my, my exercise on. And I look, it's like in the, the Hollywood Hills, basically, this Runyon Canyon where you hike. I look up and you can see where the rich people live when you're walking. And in someone's backyard where you would have a a grill to grill out like and and have parties it looked like the the ship from fly the navigator was in this person's backyard yep, 100% swear to fucking god so had to be an ep on it jesus i i freaked out cuz i was like you took what? a picture of it you put you made, you did a blog entry about it it still exists yeah so i was like is this <laughs> wait you have a blog i did, did way back in the day Oh my god! I need to find. So this. I freaked, <laughs> when blogging was a thing. I freaked out, uh, and I was like, "Oh, is this Rue?" And then, like a year after I did that blog entry, someone did like some deep investigative reporting <laughs> and found out that I don't know if it's the director or someone that worked on it. It was one of the the actual flight of the navigator ships in their Shut backyard. Up. Damn son! And I was like, totally. Why jelly. was everything on the inside of the ship so fucking chrome? Like, the inside of the ship was just a bunch of mirrors. Basically. 80s. Yeah, 80s. Well, I mean, what did did you want it to be, Caleb? Did you want it to be, like, close encounters and it's just, like, a big ball of light and you can't see anything? What what did you want on the inside? I don't know. Just, like, what is the practicality of that? I I don't know. Like To look modern. I feel like... I I wanted toileting to be in the goddamn ship. Well, like, the express purpose of this ship is to collect and study organisms from different planets. It's, like... Who does it have to be chrome for? Like, did the aliens that make it, they were just really into that? You want, like, some some velour interior, like it's a 70s yeah, porn van or something? custom velour. Custom velour. <laughs> it was Brannigan's laws, like Brannigan's love, hard and fast. What was the name of, like, the little organism that was cute? I don't know, but... I don't know, it was like a gizmo. little... Gizmo. Yeah. <laughs> it was very gizmo-like. It was gizmo-like, that's true. So... Blows my mind, but this movie has 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Get the fuck out. Because it's awesome. 6.9 on IMDb. I would totally want to show it to our daughter who's five. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good, it's, I mean, for kids We loved it when we were kids. Yeah. But do you think it's generational? I don't know. I guess we could test it out. Yeah, it could be. 
I mean, would you guys generally uh, uh, recommend someone watch this movie? No. 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 I would. No. I mean, it's it was good enough until like until Paul Rubin started being Pee Wee Herman. It was fine. Like it was fine. That's kind of a good point. Like, I, I actually I actually kind of liked I liked like the first forty five minutes of it, and then when he got on the ship before the it, the ship scanned his brain, I was still like. Uh, where's this going? And then all of a sudden it went to Pee Wee's Playhouse and it was like, well, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, it did really, it, like Chrissy said, it really didn't go anywhere after that. They just flew around and they had fun. Yep. And then he took him back. Yeah. And that was it. When I woke up, it was ending and I was like, <laughs> when you hear the home. word of the day, scream real loud. <laughs> the, word! <laughs> the word of the day is abduction. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Also, a neat note about this movie is uh, the actor that played the kid, Joe, his, the actor's name is Joey Kramer, mm-hmm. has been into some major legal trouble since then. Yeah, I was just going to say. Wait, he had to child actor? Legal trouble? No. There's no way. <laughs> the, the latest of which in, uh, I guess, 2016, he was arrested in connection with a bank robbery in British Columbia. He robbed a bank, but he's what? been arrested for... Uh, Forging bank checks, uh, narcotics. It sounds like he, uh, when he That's came back, it kind of it did scramble his brain. Wow, that sucks. Right? Yeah, it's the worst. Hollywood Poor kid falling into that ravine. <laughs> so you guys need to come out well, to he's LA. Still doing better than Macaulay Culkin. Oh, he's doing better now though. Macaulay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he still looks like platinum blonde Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Shit, Justin, that's that's an episode you should do. You should make Chrissy watch Party Monster. Ooh, we have such a long list. I don't know what that is. It's got uh, Seth Green and um, Macaulay Culkin. Marilyn in Manson's in it. Marilyn Manson's in it. All right. <laughs> According to IMDb, one of the prop holes was refurbished from this movie and is now the topper of a drink station in Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. According to IMDb, okay, it is. Okay, okay. <laughs> Isn't Tomorrowland gone now for Guardians of the Galaxy World Universe thing? No, no, that's it. Uh, the MGM, right? Oh, Guardians of the Ga- of the Galaxy. Well, here it's at California Adventure. They changed the uh, the Twilight. The Twilight is on uh, Tower of Terror, which was one of the best. The that best, was the best part. That was the best part about going to Adventureland. They traded that out for Galax- the Galaxy. Ridiculous. Of Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Are you are you guys big fans there. of Disney World, Disneyland? Uh, uh, I went. I was there when I was like three or four, and I don't remember anything <laughs> about it except the only ride that I wanted to go on was closed. Oh, and uh, I've never been there since. I went like Burn. four times in seven years because I was in a marching band. So uh, I I kind of got my fill of Disneyland as a as a kid slash teen. Yep. So I'm I'm pretty much done. So let me let me tell you about. The theme park that we have in Pittsburgh, Sesame it's Street, called Kennywood, about- and it's fucking no, awesome. Se- Sesame Street's on the other side of the state, so it's closer to Dave than it is to us. Oh, okay. I used to go there all the time as a kid. Actually, I really wanted to go there as a kid because they used to p- put commercials of it after actually Sesame Street. After you watch Sesame Street, and they had the commercial like, "Hey, come Sesame to Sesame Place. Place." You know, it's just like living at Sesame Street, and I'd be like. That sounds great. I want to go there, but my mom will never take me. So, what's the other theme park that's that's big there? All right, go ahead, Caleb. It's called Kennywood. It's awesome. Is this Kenny Rogers Land? No, no, no. Kenny Loggins Land? No. Even the Danger Zone? No, no. But I think there is 
like a Kenny Rogers theme park in Kentucky or something. That's awesome. Like it, I feel like there would have to be. Damn well should be. Nothing is good as as good as Jesus Land in Florida. Oh, Jesus Land in yeah. Florida. It's hey awesome. hey come on it's hey Zeus Land. <laughs> okay, so there's a road trip that I really want to take sometime. There is a theme park in I think Wisconsin. Uh it's called Wizard Quest. Oh my god. And you go, like, it's a walkthrough theme park, but it's, like, you have to solve riddles and shit, and you collect, like, magic tokens, and you can take them, like, after you complete each of these four, like, themed adventure areas, you take them to the center and you use your magic tokens to defeat the bad wizard. And it sounds fucking awesome. Sounds like of course a, you want to do sounds this. Sounds like a, a wizard escape room. It sounds awesome. No, yeah, it's really fucking cool. Wow. wow. Everybody, Google Wizard Quest. I have so many friends who'd be so into Your that. Your D&D campaign now makes more sense. <laughs> I, I got a question for you guys. Apparently, it, it's been in the works for several years now that they wanted to do a remake or reboot of Fly the Navigator. As long totally. as it's not Paul Rubin doing the voice. <laughs> it's got to it be Paul take, Rubin. Like, a hard right turn or left turn or about face or whatever you want to call it. As long as it doesn't do that. So wait, it, so there's a solid enough premise here. I agree. Who, there really is. Who? So who is the, the instead of Paul Rubens? Who is the voice of the the ship thing? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. No. <laughs> no. Um... Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> hey guys, Mark Wahlberg with a lisp. We're down in the ocean. It's crazy. There's fish everywhere. <laughs> hey man, I thought you John thought you were taking a leak. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. Yeah, why not? I hate you, Caleb. I hate you so fucking much right now. Like, <laughs> no, dude, I will. Look so <laughs> awesome. Go the fuck away. <sighs> I need a Wizard Quest theme park in uh, in L.A. Why don't we have that? Wizard Quest is an interactive tablet game played in a live setting. The setting is a thirteen thousand foot square foot fantasy themed labyrinth. You don't have to read it out, Dan. I can read the internet. No, you can't. You're from North Carolina. <laughs> After choosing your your quest, you must answer riddles and questions to free or freeze the wizard you have chosen. By the way, I'm sorry, Gerald. I know you're from North Carolina. I, I mean no insult to you, only to Justin. <laughs> Whatever, Gerald. Look at Justin. I love so I, I love sometimes when Justin talks, you can hear the North Carolina in him, mm-hmm. and you're just like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the more he drinks. Give him a few more beers, and then he becomes real Southern real quick. I think we need like a... At the very least, a PG-13, maybe R-rated Flight of the Navigator. Like, really get crazy with this. Yeah, yeah. make it like the thing he comes back in the future and, like, his parents are divorced and, yeah, well, like, yeah, he goes like, back with that knowledge and shit. Or, or like, I, I, I put that, like, at the, end of the, at the end of the movie, I was like, I wish it really explored what happened to the family like, after, the, like, his disappearance. Because they move houses for some reason. Like, why did they move houses? Uh, why did they give up searching on him? What what the hell happened? I don't care. There are people (laughs) that hang on for like 90 years and like, oh, I hope my child is still alive somewhere else. What the fuck was that? (laughs) What's wrong with these people? Why are they like an old southern man? (laughs) I don't don't know. I'm making fun of Justin (laughs) Kondo. Is that how I sound, really? Uh, Not all the time. They spent all eight any of those years like hitting the streets and putting up signs, and that's why they look forty years older when he comes back. It's like president aging. It is. Yeah. It's like uh, reverse Benjamin Button, basically. <laughs> so. You mean aging? Huh? You mean aging <laughs> or aging? <laughs> Faster aging. It's reverse I'm- Benjamin Button. <laughs> 
Well, he goes Man, from an really older person to a baby, so they, right. I guess, reverse so, of one is aging. aging. <laughs> Just regular aging. Faster aging. Accelerated aging. Accelerated aging. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> What we're saying is we're you know, excited about you know, the wondered, Navigator reboot. So I, I wondered why you lost that fucking fantasy movie draft. Now I know exactly why. <laughs> I want the I want the flight navigator ship to abduct Dan. Uh, and take him to the wizard place. And take him to the wizard quest place. <laughs> and then and then when Dan comes back in time, he dies from the trauma. No, there'll be thank God there'll be a thank sweet lady waiting Christ. for him who's in love and ready to no continue. no no. We've gone from sci-fi into straight-up fantasy. Come on. <laughs> we were talking about no, uh, here's the thing. Podcast the ship that... abducts two people. <laughs> we were talking about pod- a man and a woman. But then, when in the future, you know, mankind's been destroyed, <laughs> and they can't go back in time. So Dan and a new Eve have to like creepily get it on to repropagate <laughs> the Earth. <laughs> it's like Children of Men. But uh, it's children of Dan, <laughs> children of Dan, Boom, nailed he's it. the That's only person script. that can impregnate every woman uh, on Earth. <laughs> so uh, actually, uh, the cruel irony is I'm, ma- I'm making a kids. horrified face right now. I want everyone to know this because uh, I, 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 I maintain this. No woman would ever touch me. I've got a great. Also, if, I've if got Dan a... was the only person who could get somebody pregnant, <laughs> humans would cease to exist. <laughs> I did it. I called the Earth. Thank God. <laughs> I've got a great. I've got a great podcast idea. It's called "Have You Met Dan?" And every episode, we we, we try to set him up with someone in his. Uh, I've been ge- waiting for Caleb to do this podcast for a very long time. General vi- general vicinity, and they we have like an online digital date within the episode, and at the end, they decide if they want to go on a second in sure. in real life date with Dan, and that's why it ends up going for like a hundred. Hundred plus uh, episodes until we find someone he loves. To come on, are strippers. (laughs) It's like Bachelor in Paradise, but it's not paradise. (laughs) I I was really waiting for like a love connection podcast from Caleb. I really was a love connection. I would in two and two. They do that a lot with Dan. We could call it lowered expectations. (laughs) Lowered expectations. Let's do it, man. We need some spinoffs for Podfix. All right. There you go, Dan. We're gonna I, find I, you I like a it. Lucky lady. Love. Love. Or, you know, De- define Define lucky. Define lady. Maybe we should just call Delilah and be like, De- Delilah, De- we need you to put out Delilah. this song for our friend Dan. Delilah makes me want to commit Sudoku, okay? So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to put you in the flight of the navigator ship, and Pee Wee Herman's going to fly you around looking for someone see, desperate. See, no, I'm See, somewhere. then I'll then I'll ask the ship to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys think I'm kidding. When we get off of the Skype, or I'm gonna call Delilah and be like, "Can you play Mad World for my friend Dan?" That His would be favorite song. Awesome. Uh, that that'll be the only time I actually listen to Delilah is for that specific moment. <laughs> and then she's gonna call. You know how she is too. She's gonna be like, "And this next song is a very special song." It's an old. They came out thirty years they ago. They just but it's expect for our people Dan. to listen to Delilah all it's times to get these. Uh, <laughs> hear these uh, special requests. So, yeah. oh man, did you ever hear like the original Tears for Fears version of Mad World? It yes. sucks. I think yes, I have. it does. But so does the the remake. <laughs> the, no, it the, doesn't. The Fuck no. Well, it's also kind of like, uh, well, not kind of like, but it, like Nine Inch Nails is hurt. Like it's not as good as Johnny Cash's hurt. Like they're tw- like Johnny Cash's hurt is like so significantly better than Nine Inch Nails hurt. It's it's not even funny. 
Um, I really like the Nine Inch Nails version until they have to do like the three power chords at the end for no reason. You agree? Do you yes. confer, Chrissy? I why not? Why not concur? Not confer. <laughs> concur. Why not concur? Concur. Guys, what what would be your final grades for a Fly the Navigator? Go ahead, Caleb. Um, it sure was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> For what what a is, standard I, Netflix and Swill for what review. It is, I think this is a solid B children's totally like a, a kids yeah. a great great movie for to watch th- with the yeah. kids. It's it's a B minus. There you go. Yeah, it's fine. I I would watch this again more before I would watch Donnie Darko again. Well, of I'll course. tell you that. Well, I'm you say of course, hmm. but according to IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, people love Donnie Darko. More than Fly the Navigator. Well, yeah, Donnie Darko is like one of the top two, IMDb's top 250, so... Jeez. They, a lot of people love that movie. Right, and that's why... What would be your final grade for Fly the Navigator? I'm with you. I'm I'm somewhere between a B and B, but probably a B. B? Yeah. There there you go. Good job. Yeah. All right. Please, please change the last 30 minutes of it, please. (laughs) Just, just, if you remake this movie, Hollywood, please... So just so just changing the the, the who who voices the 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 robot or and not the, like the I, I got it. It should be the, the Rock. It, yeah, I was gonna say the remake master. He's of got the rock. enough jobs. Do <laughs> Don't give him any more jobs. There you go. No, per, I have a better idea. Hmm. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Oh my god. <laughs> there you go. He's I live be- my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Wait now, do Vin Diesel doing the 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 fly the navigator robot do impression of that? Good fly. <laughs> that's that's all that's all that robot says for the first Compliance. like fifteen minutes he's on Compl- the, on the fucking compliance. 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 Who does the very first voice? Is it Paul the whole time? No, it's no, still Paul. No, it's Ru- someone else I'm to start sure with, and then it turns into Paul Rubens, right? I thought it was Paul Rubin the whole time. You no, know, it sounds like a it's like a lady or something. No, it's a lady. Well, it's like no. it's just like a computerized it, like it's synth a, voice. It's a lady. Know. That's who it needs to be. It needs to be the ladies' man. <laughs> oh well, then, it, then it's the it's the woman who I've played got Glados my right here. <laughs> yeah, and then it's clearly the woman who played Glados in uh in Portal. That's, no, I'm gonna take you home later, but Glados. for now we have to go have some fun. Let's go find some ladies, David Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a great idea. If it would be, that's how Jessica Paco looks like. She was very interested in you. That's my Adam Sandler voice. Why am I doing my Adam Sandler voice? <laughs> I love the idea. That's gonna go on an adventure through time itself. I, I know you. I know you're only twelve, but you you will like the ladies. They're nice. That's it. That's the true answer. We, we found the real answer. It's Adam Sandler. We, we did will it again, fly everybody. by, and the tops will just fly off. And you will see their boobies. It'd be nice. David Freeman, it's time for you to have a sexual awakening. <laughs> hey, you guys, did you see that? It was crazy. And then Walt Marvel. As long as Sarah Jessica back. Parker makes a cameo in the in the in the new movie, I don't give a shit. <laughs> there you go, Hollywood. Just give us the money. We got uh, Mark Wahlberg on board, the ladies' man uh, on board as well. Uh, and then whatever, some kid will play the kid. That doesn't really matter some as much. <laughs> how about how about Dustin from Stranger Things, the the curly haired kid? There you go, the curly haired kid. Okay. Total. Just print the money. Just start printing the money for us. Make it rain. So uh, anyway, so it sounds like we all liked uh, Flight of the Navigator better than Donnie Darko. Great Solid. success. De- there you Define go. liked for Caleb. Dan- Caleb's giving this pain look in his face, like <laughs> I, I don't know what they're talking about. 
Caleb, you like Donnie Darko better? I mean, that's like comparing rotten apples to like other rotten apples. <laughs> if you had to watch an, uh, one of these movies again, which which one would you pick first? Uh, I would take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> or would you be bonked on the head and then I would take you back back into the past? Oh it's 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 getting worse and worse. It's becoming means. an Adam Sandler voice now. <laughs> no, it, it, it does it does come out. Like gay Sandler. ladies, man. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not as good as Wes. Uh, shout out to Wes at Via VHS with his ladies. Band. Shampoo is better. I'll make the hair all nice and clean. <laughs> Conditioner is better. I'll make the hair silky and smooth. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mrs. Lippy. Oh man! I l- Here's some more sloppy joes. I I made them extra sloppy for you. If, if I know <laughs> how you kids like them sloppy, <laughs> lady, you're scaring us. You know what? If we're talking about you know how Donnie Darko apparently hit it exactly the right time for some people, I think Billy Madison is one of those movies that hit exactly the right time for me when I was Billy younger. Billy Madison's like mm-hmm. my second favorite comedy ever. That's probably the movie that I quote more than any other movie. It's it, a great movie. It's crazy how much the drop off was from Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, even Wedding Singer. Yeah, you every- don't have to tell us. To everything we after review that. his new movies. <laughs> yeah. We hate no, we were there. them. I won't we even go towards that. that. You guys are, are way braver than I, I, I am. It. <laughs> yeah, we've re- we've reviewed them all. They're all atrocities to human. And that's the other thing. Like his latest Netflix film, Sandy Wexler, would have been fine if he just didn't do the stupid voice. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, it just, been, just it use your like normal voice, watchable. and it would have been a perfectly fine movie. I think he's still got it in him. He's he's just like he's got to be put in other like well, tour like other people's movies before he. Well, could. yeah, he's doing that Meyerowitz stories movie that's coming out on Netflix. That in looks October. good with Dustin Hoffman and Ben Stiller. And and he get he like everyone's like, man, Adam Sandler's really good in this movie. So it's clearly Adam Sandler's own writing that's fucking him. Yeah, yeah, he's just coasting. No, that's why like uh, the one other Adam Sandler Netflix movie, The Do Over. Like it's nothing amazing. It's a vacation, but, like, right, for him. And his friends, right? Well, it was it was fine. Like there were actually some pretty funny moments in it. So I looked it up on IMDb because I was like, "Huh, this movie actually wasn't complete shit." So I looked it up on IMDb, and he did not direct or write it. And I was like, "Well, that makes sense." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> was the movie he did with Judd Apatow? Funny people. That that movie. That's when funny I was people. Thinking of. Where he made, that movie he was made, good. He made fun of himself pretty much. Yes. Yeah, like we we had a glimpse. We were like, oh, maybe he's gonna get better now and do better things. And then, nope, right back. Still to got hope for him. Still got hope for him. All right. Speaking of people, I still have hope for Netflix and Swill. Where can we find you guys on the interwebs? Um, I'd prefer <laughs> to uh, remain anonymous. You don't want to be connected to. Th- to this <laughs> did, did you suddenly morph into Corey? When did Corey become my co-host? <laughs> Right now, I quit. <laughs> no, I gave you guys a review on on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you, you said we were shit. You guys were shit, but you've gotten better, guys. You would you would admit to yeah. that, right? Wait, so we, that means I mean, like we're dry shit. They now they know of, that like, I was kidding around shit. with them. Okay, I was gonna say, did you I, I mean, call me shit? The, yeah. yeah, but now that now that's permanently there. So <laughs> yeah, hold, hold, hold on as I pull up that review really quick. <laughs> I will give you guys a second and, review. Come on, guys, and and review and and recall it verbatim. 
Can I? I'll delete that review. Give you a new, better review. No, uh, no. You no, can this... find the show on Facebook and Twitter at Netflix and Swill. The letter N because and was taken. Aww. Um, yeah. Just search for Netflix and Swill, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at c underscore leb twenty twenty one, which as Ashley found out today when we recorded is Cleb twenty twenty one. Like the C-Lab show. Shout out. And then I did the fucking Bizarro thing for 20 minutes. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, so he- here's the review. Actually, he didn't call a shit. He says, these guys used to be pretty bad. But since then, they focused themselves and now they're much better. So points for improvement. Kudos, fellas. There uh, you go. The, ti- the, the title, the title of the review. Podcast-wise, you could do worse. <laughs> Question mark? All true. Five stars. There you go. I owe you guys a review to make up for that one. I promise you a review. Yeah, yeah. Because I gave you guys a good review. Yes. I gave you guys five stars. I gave you a good review with real good words. And they know that I'm being sarcastic. They'll see the five stars and they will check it out. Apparently Dan has the best words, the biggest words, and the hugest words. Huge. 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 Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 hold on as I find my review for you guys Keep talking Oh no <laughs> No. Thank you guys for being on the show Even Dan Dan thank you Caleb thank fist, you we, fist yeah, yourself. Thanks for having me <laughs> yourself. We, we, we had a fun time This was great Dan fold yourself 12 times <laughs> <laughs> Only 6 come on Sh- These programs you guys are running are terrible <laughs> I uh, yesterday I think uh, Dan said that he was you guys were the worst podcast in the Pod Podfix Network. I would disagree. Oh, that's not even a question. I would disagree. In my opinion, that's not even a question. I would disagree. You guys are. Uh... I right now I right. feel like we're dead. We're last. we're like number three, and then and then <laughs> definitely right. further up. We're in the we're all in the top five, guys. We're all in the top five. Right. We could be number all right, one. So I found the review. How many are there? Five. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, my no, my my review here. Uh, so, uh, wonderful sh- show by two people who dot 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 because it cuts off the title on the iPhone. Uh, I didn't think it was possible, but I found someone who has seen less movies than I have. God bless Chrissy for watching a bunch of movies suggested by her movie nerd husband, and big ups to Justin for not murdering your wife yet with her suspect taste in movies. True, all true. So your yours is you true, wanna... mine is true. But his was kind. Huh? His was Do you want to hear uh, my review for So I Married a Movie Geek? Why are we oh, just reading oh, off reviews? Be amazing. Hashtag shit show. <laughs> yes, it should no. be. You can uh, you can know what it says later on tonight when I write it. Oh, <laughs> burn, burn. I didn't get to it yet. Sun I'm burn. I'm bad with words. Speaking of which, go on uh, Apple Podcast, guys, and if you like us, if you like Netflix and Swill, please give us a five or four. Star review and and you know leave us a rating and review on 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 the Apple Pod or or you know be honest <laughs> yeah yeah give them a five star review give us one because that's probably what we actually deserve no nah, man hey, it's still it's still adding to our collection of stars no nah, man yes. Podfix Bros we we gotta watch out for our Podfix ha- hashtag Podfix shout out to all our uh, PodfixNetwork.com podfixnetwork.com shout out to a million years podfixnetwork.com <laughs> forever and ever podfixadventuresnetwork.com a hundred years uh, <laughs> you guys have clearly never watched Rick and Morty <laughs> nope we haven't it's true 
We suck. Standing offer if anybody wants to write us review or Netflix and uh, Swilla review, we will take you to Runyon Canyon and show you the flight of the navigator ship. It's totally well, there, guys. Or we'll yeah. take you to Wizard Quest World or whatever the fuck that's, it's called. That's it. I'm, I'm planning a trip to LA and you're going to show me that. <laughs> it's worth it. Worth <laughs> it, guys. Come on. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the plane. I'm going to take an Uber <laughs> to your house. You're going to take me out and show me that. Then I'm going to take an Uber to the airport and then I'm going to fly home. <laughs> no, we have to go to Bakersfield first. <laughs> Bakersfield, yes. Or just take a Donnie Darko wormhole, whatever. whatever you could do works. that too. Or, or the flight of the navigator ship. I'm sure there's a couple as, more. If, if, if I can manipulate a Donnie Darko wormhole, I'm going to make a jet engine fall on my head and kill me. <laughs> right? Uh, you and I both went in the same place. I love it. I just I just want to escape this pain. <laughs> oh, uh, and, and, and speaking of escaping this pain, uh, our time is up. Thank oh, you. <laughs> Segway, man. Jesus. <laughs> Again, no, uh, no, no lying. Thanks, guys, for 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 uh, hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks late. For us. I know you guys are on the East Coast, oh, and we yeah. appreciate it. So uh, we're up this late anyway. But, it's no big deal. By the way, we got to get you, both you guys on on a draft, maybe against each other, so we you guys can fight it out for the death sometime soon. Yeah, because I I hate Dan so. <laughs> It shows. Listen to listen to their podcast, guys. It, so basically, it you're not going to be dedicating any songs to him from Delilah. We got it. It's okay. Delilah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Delilah's off the air now. No. I'll, I'll let you guys sing your favorite song, Mad World, uh, in your head as as we we take it out to break. Chrissy, where, where can you find us on on the interwebs? Everywhere: Facebook, Everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Stitcher, Podbean, Grinder. <laughs> if it could get us more listeners, we'll be there, guys. Totally. IMDB is screaming, crying fangirl. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and, 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 and speaking of uh, fantasy movie draft, so next week on fantasy movie draft, we got a first. We got our first all female fantasy movie draft happening. Yes. Next week, the Christine... wait. Who the, who the French toast is on this one? <laughs> We're keeping that a secret. It's going to be a surprise, but it's going to be a big one. I'm very excited for it. So stick around for that. Thanks again to Dan and Caleb for hanging out, and we'll catch you guys next week. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. This was a podcast from the PodFix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. 